Hello, how are ya? How's you doing? How's your boots? How's your boots? That's something they used to say back where I grew up. How's your boots? When they were asking how you were, because, you know, I grew up in a place where they do a lot of fishing. So boots, they mean rubber boots. This is what, this is what I assume. I don't look anything up. But uh, how's your boots? Because if your boots are not, you know, intact, you're not having a good day. We don't need to go any further than, how's your boots? Oh, well, they got a couple of holes in them. Well, yeah, and you're fucked, aren't you? Because you just spend your life on a boat. I mean, you got holes in the boots, buddy. You got wet feet. Stinks. So, uh, trying to get this podcast in, trying to squeeze it in here. It's uh, 1.46 on Tuesday, February 14th. It's Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. And, uh... Not, I don't put a ton of pressure on myself for Valentine's Day. I'm married, you know, got a kid. The kid, uh, here, here's, here's the problem with having the kid, is that uh, I am, now I'm getting more and more lax. Because having a six-month-old baby, nobody expects you to do anything, you know. So I almost skipped Valentine's Day entirely. But it would have been a mistake. It would have been a mistake. You still got to do something. So what I did was I ran to the grocery store that's so romantic. I know, right? Grocery store, guys. Huh? That's uh, ideas for you fellas out there. You know, just run to a 24-hour grocery store. You get yourself some primo gifts, huh? Oh, I, I mean, look, it's, it's we got a 24-hour grocery store that sells flowers. So what I did was I went to the gym last night trying to get back to the gym because as you get old, you just get shitty. You get shitty. And, um, well, actually, what happened with the first is I went to the gym, and then I, I had 30 minutes before Chapters closed. And Chapters is like a bookstore here in uh, Canada, like a Barnes & Noble. Anyway, they have they have books, but they also have knickknacks and, and shit that the ladies seem to enjoy. So I, um, I ran over there to see what I could get, and I got, like, this stupid seal with T-Y, the, like the big-eyed seal. Anyway, it's a cute little stuffed animal, but it was kind of lackluster, you know, and a card. But I got the card from my son, you know? So, like, Sam gave her um, the Valentine's Day card just to make it a little cuter because, uh, you know, that way, here's a shitty little seal and a shitty card, but it's from your little baby. So, kind of, eh. And then... So I go home, and then I realize, ah, that there was a 24-hour grocery store right next to the stupid chapters. I could have got some flowers instead of having to do that today, because today I had to take care of the baby all day because she's got a pile of appointments, one of which is because the baby kicked her in the eyeball. <laughs> kicked her right in the eyeball. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but, you know, it was, it's pretty funny now that everything's fine. At first, it's not so fun because, you know, she looked like... Maybe she had some serious eye problems because you like that baby. He's got a toenail on that toe, you know, kicked her right in the center of the eye. And uh, she's only got one eye. Like, I mean, she's not you when you look at her, you think she has two. But one of them is she's legally blind in and he kicks her in her good eye because, you know, why not? Right. So now she can't see anything yesterday and you're like eh, getting a bit worried about her uh, but today her vision was pretty good she saw an optometrist or an ophthalmologist i don't know the difference between those two anyway it was a guy with a coat in a place that sells glasses and um i think he was the good one whatever the good one is that that's him and 
I think he might even do surgeries, right? Anyway, he said she's fine. So now it's a funny story that the baby kicked her in the eyeball. And uh, she gets right in there. That's her problem. When she's changing the diapers and stuff, she gets right in there. Like, I appreciate your attention to detail when you're trying to scrub out the balls, you know, when you're trying to get the poo away from the scrotum. But uh, you got to stand within, you know, a little a little ways away from leg reach. You know, you can't be letting this baby just plant one right in the old cornea. You got you to gotta back it up. You got to back it up. Anyway, so this little shit disturber is asleep right now. Uh, my wife is at yet another appointment. This is she sees an asthma specialist because she has severe asthma as well. She's falling apart. She's uh, eyeballs falling out of her head. Can't breathe. She can't breathe. Can't see. You know, just had a baby, so she's all you know, all torn up in the old guts. She has no. She has no no core support. No eyeballs. No lungs? Oh, the poor lady. She's uh, she's a trooper, though. Let me tell you something. If I had that shit, I'd be complaining about that 24-7. She never complains about the asthma or, uh, you know, the fact that she's blind in one eye or any of it. You know? I just, uh, I complain about everything. And rightfully so. Things should be perfect for me. You know? I'm a grew-up middle-class white man. Things are, that's, from everything I read, my life's supposed to be perfect. And it pretty much is. It pretty much is. It, you can't complain. You really can't. You can complain, but you're a dick. You're a dick if you complain, you know. You know what I hate is when people say, they say, uh, you know, my problems are just as real as anybody else's. Absolutely not. That is not true at all. You are um, a big fucking idiot. Your problems are not as real as anybody else's. There are people in in war-torn countries. There are refugees. There are there are people running in here. They just come into your house and cut off your hands. I don't know why they're doing it, but sometimes they just do that. And uh nobody's doing that here at in, in Toronto, at least not right now. I mean, who knows how the world is going to go, but right now I can just uh you know, be pretty safe with the notion that there's not a dude with a machete in the hallway who wants to take off my hands for some unknown reason. So your problems aren't as real as anybody else's. I'm not saying you can't feel bad. Of course you can feel bad. There's lots of depression around. There's lots of, you know, you can feel bad and and you got to address, you got to address serious issues. But I'm talking about myself here. I don't have serious issues. I don't have depression. I don't have any kind of you know, schizophrenia or any kind of measurable problem. So if I complain, that's, let's, that's what I'll posit. I'll put that in there. This is out. I, if I complain, I'm a dick. You know, I don't, have, I don't have a lot of problems. I have a few, but they aren't as real as other people's problems, except the osteoporosis. <laughs> I have osteoporosis at 38, and uh, I, did I mention this? I don't think I did, right? See? Maybe I'm a hero. You know, I haven't, this is like a fifth podcast without mentioning that I have a, uh, my bones are paper. I mean, I bro- that I broke five ribs in the last two years. Come on. What a, what a tough man. What a, what a hero. This, a gallant stalwart, stalwart? Stalwart? 
of a man. Stupid. <laughs> a gallant, stupid man. Doesn't know uh, how to speak or the definition of any words. Doesn't know what an ophthalmologist or an optometrist are. But, uh, but God damn it, he's a, he's a stoic warrior, right? Anyway, what I, I, I would, I do complain about this, just not to you guys, not yet. But here it goes. Anyway, I, uh, turns out I, it looks like I have some kind of, it's called tumor induced osteomalacia. And, uh, the tumors, though, are benign. They're supposed to be, anyway. And, um, what it is is just, it, doesn't let me absorb my phosphate properly. And phosphate is just as important as calcium, apparently, in terms of bone structure. So um, this may have been going on my whole life. And so it's added up finally over the years to the age of 38 where, you know, bones are just falling apart over here. And uh, anyway, looks like we may have found out what's wrong. It's been like a two-year process to figure it out. And so now I can start, like I go to the gym and stuff, but it's still, I'm not making a dent in in raising bone density because I still have the problem. So once they correct it, I don't know if it's a medication or a surgery, but if they correct it, then I, you know, then I can start doing the gym for better reasons. Like just to then, you know, I'll start to actually get the bones. Anyway, I started this whole thing by saying my wife is tough. She doesn't complain and that I have nothing to complain about. And then I went ahead and complained. So there we are. Complainy, complainy. Um, I just, you know, it hasn't been so bad, but it, the truth is it's going to get worse. I mean, I'm I'm 38 and I already have what's called severe osteoporosis. So I, uh, did I, anyway, if you don't know what that is, I mean, if you're as dumb as me and, uh, or you're as lazy and you don't want to look it up, osteoporosis is just um, bone, the bones are, they're getting thin and fragile and hollow and, um, you know, that's not supposed to happen to young people, but it's happening to me, and uh, it'll be a major problem as time goes by, or even now, if I were to, you know, have a bad fall or get into a car accident or some shit like that, it probably is not going to go very well, so luckily I uh, avoid all situations that involve me doing anything rough and tumble, you know, no rough and tumble activities for this kid. No, uh, no wreck hockey, no wreck basketball, no wreck walking fast. You know, I keep it, keep it on the lazy. I keep it on the lazy. Anyway, it's Valentine's Day. My wife bought me, uh, uh, MeUndies. It's a, it's a company where they, they give you matching underwear. And, uh, I like mine. Hers, I mean, I don't know. They look a little funny. You know, it it's like it's a pattern that's suited for a guy. So she was thinking that, I guess. And then, but since they give you matching underwear, she has, but it's not really matching. I mean, mine are boxer shorts and hers are, I don't know, women's underwear. I hesitate to say panties because I got to tell you, I hate that, hate that friggin' word. Panties. I've always hated it. I haven't found it erotic or sexy or, or even sayable. It's not a. It's a word I do not enjoy. Panties, like if you call a guy a penny waste, I kind of like that because it's because I the word's kind of gross and it's just it's it really sums it up. It's a funny way to call someone a pussy, and uh, you penny waste because it's not too vulgar. It's just right. 
But in terms of actually using it as, also my wife's panties, blah. I think it's the second podcast in a row I've talked about my wife's underwear. I gotta stop that. I have to, I gotta stop that right now. It's a good thing she doesn't listen, or anyone she knows, or her family, because, you know, she might find that to be odd. Because it is odd. I'm watching the baby on the monitor right now. Sleeping peacefully. He's got his arms up over his head. Like, the monitors, if you haven't seen them, it's like that friggin' movie, what's it called, Paranormal Activity? No wonder they made a horror movie out of that. Because the baby monitor is terrifying. He's in, like, a blue light. And he has, and when he looks at the camera, his eyes, like, they glow. Like, they're flashlights. And it's friggin' terrifying. He looks like a little demon, a little blue demon on the screen. So, yeah. And if you haven't seen Paranormal Activity, Jesus. I don't like horror movies. I don't generally watch them. But when I watched it, keep, I kept having dreams about it. It was just bull. I just found it really well done and scary. And, uh, man, am I a, I'm a panty waste is what I am. Panty waste with, with a hollow bones. Hollow Bones. You ever see that 30 Rock episode or, or several episodes where they had that uh, British actress on who played uh, uh, Alex, Alec Baldwin's girlfriend? Uh, hello, Hollow Bones. Like a bird. She, she had Hollow Bones. The Phoebe. Phoebe, Hollow Bones like a bird. She, and she kept talking to Liz Lemon. Did, you don't remember me, Hollow Bones? And she's like, yes, I remember you. You have Hollow Bones. Anyway, super funny. I friggin' love 30 Rock. Man, was that a good show. That was a good show. And it's a proof. It's proof that I can turn around. You know, like, I, I didn't like Tina Fey on Saturday Night Live so much. Uh, I just wasn't a big fan of Saturday Night Live at that time. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was because I was getting older. I, I don't know. I just didn't love it with when Jimmy Fallon was on and she was the head writer. It wasn't, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And um, so I really didn't give her a lot of credit. And then when 30 Rock came out, I was like, oh, Jesus, everybody's right when they talk about that she's a freaking genius because that is so good. Man, did I love 30 Rock. And I like a lot of the movies she does and even why her goddamn television commercials for credit cards or whatever. I love anything with Tina Fey in it these days. Uh, and she won the um, the Mark Twain Award for uh, comedy, I guess. And you got to give a big speech for that. And it was, she basically did stand up. And I don't know if she had people helping her write it or not, but Jesus, she was great. She was great for stand up. Um, and she's a sketch actress, so I don't really don't I really don't think she's necessarily does a lot of stand up. Anyway, I don't know how the fuck I got on this topic here. Am I in these peanut butter balls? I got it. I, uh, they're not my actual balls slathered in peanut butter. They are, uh, balls that my wife makes. They're like a vegan protein-y, sort of good for you, but not really. A lot of the vegan stuff is not good for you. Like, you can be a, like a, a junk food vegan, they call it, where you're just eating, you know, potato chips and beer and sugar and, because none of that stuff has animal products in it. So you can be a sloppy, you know, vegan. You gotta really... If you want to eat well, like when people are like, oh, I eat vegan, then you, well, yeah, but it doesn't mean you're eating healthy. You still, you can still fuck that up, you know? Anyway, I want to eat these things, but I want to do the podcast first, because this baby's going to wake up at any moment, he's going to start screaming, and then I got to, uh, got to give him some, some food here. We're giving, he's on solids now. We, uh, started 
giving them pear and oats and apple. And uh, he really took to it. <laughs> He's a little savage. He just, you, But it's hard to feed him. He just grabs the spoon from you. He's got no manners, this kid. But he's not as disgusting as a lot of other babies, at least not yet. Maybe it'll get worse. In fact, I'm sure it'll get worse. But he just, he, he's fairly clean. Today, he just, it looked like he was wiping his mouth with his bib. And then I realized he was just eating all the excess food on his bib. <laughs> and, that, and a byproduct of that was that he cleaned up his own face. And, um, yeah, he's, he may turn into a little fat boy. I'll tell you that much. But here we are, Valentine's Day, wife with a million appointments, sitting in an apartment building where they've cut off the heat. They cut off the heat today in the middle of February, so that's always great. Doing some kind of goddamn maintenance work. Sitting on my couch with my Zoom H6, recording this stuff. I'm super interested in this whole podcasting thing now. I mean, I'm like this, you know? I get obsessive over stuff, but the problem with me is sometimes I get obsessive over things and then I let them drop. You know, I I decided one day I was going to learn to play piano and I obsessed over it for two days and then that was that was it. And um, you know, I get like that. I got into when I was a kid. I got into to music. We had, we had a little band, me and me and a couple of guys, and down in uh, Newfoundland, Canada, and we we gigged around. Even we 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 booked some shows, and you know, we did it for a few years and. Uh, I got into guitars and pedals, and I was like, ah, I gotta get the Crybaby Wah, I gotta get the Boss Distortion, I gotta get, uh, gotta get a Fender Strat, gotta get a Stratocaster. Not, not, not one of those, you know. I had to be American Standard, the expensive one, the Jimi Hendrix, the the Stevie Ray Vaughan. I had to get that one, and um, I also had to get an Ibanez guitar because I loved heavy metal music and Anthrax and Slayer played Ibanez, and I gotta play Ibanez, but. Uh, I got all that shit now, and now that stuff is just sitting there, you know? Comedy is the one thing. Comedy is the one consistent thing. That's why I'm not too worried about this podcast stuff, because I this to me, because I've tried. This is the third podcast I've done. I did the other two with people is the problem. I did, <laughs> I, and I'm not a people person, you know? No, but it's just, I like them. It's just that they go away, because a lot of the times it's, they're comedians, right? So everybody's schedule's all fucked up, so now I'm just ranting on microphone by myself. And I don't think this will be like my band, you know, or my love of Fender Stratocasters, which just sort of goes to the wayside. It's, uh, it's, part, of the, it's part of the whole career. I love, the, I love it all, but I, I, I'm overwhelmed at the same time. Because everyone's like, I, cause I've been... I post on SoundCloud. I also, like, I'm down, I'm on Stitchers and iTunes and, and Google Android and Google Play. and uh, Is it Google Android? I don't know. Android. And, um, like, it, it's, but, but I don't get it all. I don't understand how it all works together. And they're like, oh, link your, your Facebook and your Twitter account and then make sure you put up the links to Stitcher on your yada yadas and you get more plays if you get this thing and that. And you can buy, you can buy people's plays. Like, uh, I mean, there's some stuff that's like bots where they automatically just play the thing like little robots and it just, uh, you, you have higher numbers of, of plays or downloads or you can buy anything. You can buy likes, you can buy comments, you can buy, and apparently it's legal. And I was just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's not that bad of an idea. 
it, and here's look, here's what I'm thinking. It's like obviously it's not a it's not real. You know, it doesn't it doesn't help you um, get real fans, or it doesn't have help people who really want to hear your shit. Uh, that's not them. You know, that's that has to be more organic. I get that, but here is the way I'm thinking because here's something that I think, and maybe it makes makes me a douchebag. I don't know, but it's when I if I saw a comedian live and I thought, wow, he's really good. Um, I want to see what else he's up to. And he says, hey, I've got a podcast. And I check out his podcast and and it has four plays on it, let's say. Then that to me, I don't know. It, it's like that kind of hurts his credibility. And, and I know it maybe shouldn't. It's just that it's just I, now I'm aware he's a nobody, you know. Um, and I'm speaking about myself. Don't get it. I'm, I, I know where I stand. I'm not on the television, you know, and, and I, as I've explained before, I think I'm okay. I think I, I think I have, uh, something that people may not hate. (laughs) There's, there's my self-esteem talking right there. You know, people may not hate what I do, but, um, so I just, I, I don't want to put people off that because this is new. You know, I'm at, the the big problem is it's not that I it's not that I think I'll never get any traction. It's just that I think that traction takes a while, you know? So I don't want anyone to be dismissive of what I do because they don't see a bigger numbers behind us. Like, wow, nobody listens to this podcast. Why would I listen to this podcast? Or this guy, you know, he's oh, he's small time. I mean, I thought what I saw was good, but I guess I was wrong because, and I'm not saying you should think like that. I'm just saying that that is a, a real possibility. So, and I may not go so far as to buy plays, you know, or, or likes or comments, but I, the thing is I'm looking into the whole ecosystem and there's ways to, uh, to get people to respond and for to get follows and to get likes and plays and some of it's real like some of it is you know they they just encourage you go to other people's similar type podcasts or similar type music you know if you're on like SoundCloud and all that and then and comment and and say what you like about them and and um, that that encourages other people to legitimately check you out and comment and so i think i'm gonna go down that road i think i'll like start commenting on podcasts that i can find um you know and and see if that bumps up the numbers i mean don't get me wrong i'm, I'm actually the whole reason i started looking into it is i i can't believe uh how quickly people are listening to the podcast you know i did did a week of shows where i promoted the podcast but that's all i've done i have only said it out loud at shows i haven't even put it on facebook or twitter or anything which i know i gotta do it's just that that's the thing i get overwhelmed i get overwhelmed with the okay so you gotta put it on facebook well you need a facebook page you should do a whole page for your podcast and i don't know maybe i should you know it's just and then i gotta put in the so now that's not it's not right. I don't want to tweet that it's out there and then go to a shitty Facebook page that 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 was just slapped together. And uh, but I don't really know how to do that stuff that well. Like all the the Photoshop and the you know picture stuff and the, the that is not my forte. I'm I don't know how to design great logos. I don't. And I know I can go online and get 
people to design it for me for a fee and yeah oh see see what i'm talking about it's just one thing leads to another leads to another you know and the only thing that i'm really comfortable doing is talking into a microphone whether that be on stage or sitting in my living room waiting for this little demon blob to wake up and start screaming his face off you know so i uh should tell you how the week went at uh, Absolute Comedy and um, Absolute Comedy Toronto, thanks so much for having me. It's uh, always a lovely time there. You know what's what's even more lovely about it, my friends, is that uh, I can walk there. I don't, but I can. I did. I walked there one evening. I walked there one evening. I drove there the other. But it's it's the winter time. Come on, guys, give me a break. I'm a penny waste over here. Can't be. Uh, is it, like, I always wonder, panty waste, do they mean W-A-I-S-T, as in the panty waste? Or, oh, or the panty waste, W-A-S-T-E. Oh, that's kind of gross, then. That is more vulgar. <laughs> that's more vulgar than I thought. <laughs> panty waste. Oh, oh God. Oh. Oh, yeah, I gotta stop saying that. Man, I just called myself panty waste like 15 times. I'm, Yuck. Sorry about that. If anyone was taking that as W-A-S-T-E, I apologize. That is uh, uncalled for. That's uncalled for. Anyways, the club was good. I enjoyed all the shows. Um, except one, I tell you, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to bring it up, you know, but you're forcing me to. Brain. My brain is forcing me to. It's just, I can't stop thinking about it. It was the Sunday show. It was the last show of the week. And overall, it was quite a good show. Uh, But there was this one table. This one table of people. These ladies, they were, I don't know, 55. It doesn't really matter. I have lots of 55-year-olds in the audience and older and younger. And age generally doesn't have much bearing on whether or not they enjoy the show it's just they seem to have been together this group of ladies and um just did not get into it and while the other audience members were liking it you know i don't like i heard louis ck say this on uh on uh letterman he he just you can't help but focus on him I had to be staring. I was just staring at their faces. I couldn't couldn't get it out of my mind. Couldn't. I'm on stage. I'm just, just like talking to them at, at this point. Just what what's with you? I didn't say that. I just kept doing my material. But man, it just drove me nuts. And then one of the servers, she was. It's Sunday, so like the servers sometimes they like to stick around and have a drink and relax because the week is over. And one of the servers, uh, Mallory, she was going home. She said, uh, "I got to go." I got to go home because I'm too bummed out. I didn't make any money. One of my big tables didn't tip me. I said, ah, let me guess. Let me guess what table was. And I told her, I pointed, I said, you know, stage right, right there. She was like, yeah, that's the table. I said, yeah, that's my fault probably, you know, or maybe it's not, but they didn't enjoy the show. So I don't know why the fuck you come out to a comedy show if you're not going to crack a smile because it wasn't just me. I mean, they didn't like the other guys either. But, you know, like as the comic, you you just, uh, I think I, I may have said it before, but like they say sometimes, you know, comedian, you never blame the audience. You can never, but, but audiences, sure. I mean, you can always be good. You can all, you can always do your best, but some audiences are really going to dig it and some are really going to not dig it. And that's just the nature of the game. And these women, 
they just weren't going to get behind it. I don't know why. Why did you come out? Why did you think was happening? Did you think it was, you know, some kind of religious comedy hour? Did you expect to see, you know, Jack Benny or like, well, what is it? Uh, you know, did you want one liners? Did you did you want theater art performance? Did you want a John Leguizamo one man show? What did you want exactly? Because I'm up here telling jokes that so far I'm I'm confident I'm confident that the that these jokes work. They I have a history of these jokes. The ones I did on Sunday, uh, I didn't do anything that was completely. I did I did one new joke and it went quite well actually. But I didn't almost everything else. Ninety eight percent of the jokes were were tried and tested jokes doing some of my better stuff, at least in my opinion, and they're just not giving it up. And then they don't tip the server, you know? So when people say, oh, you can never blame the audience, well, can I blame them for not tipping? How about that? You cheap bastards. Why don't you tip the server? Did did somehow you, you not enjoying the jokes, did that somehow disrupt her service? Did somehow she not bring you your food and drinks properly? Huh? I don't know. Maybe they were just cheap assholes who weren't going to tip anyway. You know, maybe they were. They were the types of people who were going to show up at a comedy show and have a and have a shit time. You know, they're probably also a bunch of cheap assholes. Ah, god damn it! I said I wasn't going to bring it up. You're supposed to. You're supposed to just go. Hey guys, thanks so much. Great week. Everything was amazing. Woo! I can't do it. I can't do it. I gotta let you know the nitty gritty. Of of the the shit part, you know. I and my guess is that that's more interesting to people anyway. But um, that people are interested in that the hardships and and the money seemingly. And I'll tell you what, some kid uh, just asked me point blank, like, "How much money do you make?" And I'm like, well, "There's just no way for me to tell you what that is because he said, "Yeah, but can you make a living?" I, and and I said because we're just we're contract workers we don't know how much money we're going to make it depends on how many shows we book and and um, depends about Christmas corporate season and all that shit and but I could tell he wanted a real answer so I fucking I gave it to him I'm like less than anything else you'll do okay I said whatever job see the thing is because what he meant was can I quit my job and make a living as a comedian and the answer is no you cannot. You simply can't, especially in Canada and, you know, I'm sure in most countries, and I'm probably the same in the United States as well. Like, you can't, you're not, maybe there's a guy, one guy who did it, I don't know, but nobody quits their job and then makes a living at least anywhere near the standard of what that last job was, unless that last job was making no money. Because even if you do make a career out of stand-up, stand-up alone, not anything else. Now, I'm talking about just doing gigs and getting paid and making a living that way. Even if you do do that, that won't be for years. Like, you know, you probably won't even get paid a dollar for the first couple of years, two, three years maybe. I remember when I made my first bit of money, I won a contest. That was the only, that was the first time I made some money. I started doing pro spots at uh, a, a club called the Laugh Resort here in Toronto, and they'd pay you $10 a spot. And I would do two spots a week, so I would get $20 a week. You know, I was working at the time, and, and because you have to. You can't live on $20 a week. And uh, so I, and I would put it all in a drawer. You know, I actually love that. I used to add it all up because I, I would never spend my money. 
you know, I don't, it's like Jay Leno. I don't, I don't spend that money. Although it's a Tonight Show money he doesn't spend, right? He just only lives on a standby. Oh, fucking guy. He's a, anyway, he's a dick. Um, never liked him. Never liked his comedy. Never liked his, uh, I saw him, you know, I saw him do stand up at Hermosa Beach down in LA when I lived there. He, cause apparently he still goes down like every Sunday and does a set. And at first I was actually pretty, uh, I admired it. I was like, this guy, this stinking rich, and it was pre Conan, you know, fiasco. He was still, he was considered the nicest guy in Hollywood, they used to say. And, um, anyway, he, it was disappointing. He basically did his act from, I think, the 80s. He had like a big fat tie on and he would like shake the, the tie. Oh, you know, women these days, and shake the tie. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, it was, it was, it was stale, man. It's like, well, so what's the point of doing that? Why are you doing that every week? Like, why go down and do an act that you've been doing for 20 years, you know, every week? Just, if he was writing new material, I would have been hats off to him. Like, boo, Jesus Christ, you know, that's some dedication right there when you've, uh, you're so busy and you're so rich to, to go down every week and write, but he, that's not what he's doing. He's just going down. So that's some kind of ego stroke, I guess, or, I don't know. Anyway, fuck that guy. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, making money. So, you know, even if you start doing well, it's not a good living. I mean, it's it's really it's really not, and it's hustle, hustle. You got it's it's your it's starting your own business. So the question is, can you quit your job? Let's say you make a forty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars. Can you quit that job and start up a new business and be making fifty thousand dollars that year? No, of course you can't. It's Especially with something like this, it, it, it you know what it's equated to? It's personal training. Like you can do a personal training course in a weekend, and then you can join a gym as a personal trainer because they'll let you join. You do their course because then they give you a shirt, and by give you a shirt, I mean they ask you to buy a shirt. You buy their personal training shirt, and then you stick it on, and they're like, "Good luck!" And you have to go get clients and try to make a living doing that. It's that type of thing. It's just like, go get yourself some gigs, build up material, be funny, get gigs. A lot of guys, they make their living in Canada by, yes, they do stand-up, but they do, they write for TV, they write for movies, they, you know, they do other work in the entertainment industry as well to supplement the income, you know, because it's it's a really, it's a, it's a rough go. Um, was that depressing for any aspiring comedians? It shouldn't be, because... And it, and you know what I'm I, I'm confident that it isn't depressing for you because you're not doing it. Anyone who's really gonna do it, they're not thinking that going in. They don't think like, oh man, can I quit my job and and just do that? No, they'll just start doing comedy. They'll be the types of people who will understand that it's a long road. The types of people who'll go, hey, I got fifty bucks for doing a set. That's amazing, you know. And 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 they'll let it slowly build. So this is for those people who shouldn't really try to do it because what you're thinking is you can just trade one thing for another you cannot it has to be a thing i hate to use the word passion you have to have a passion guys it has to be your dream it has to be your in your soul just ugh. i hate saying that type of shit just go fucking do it go do it if it means something to you if whatever it is doesn't it be stand-up comedy you know you like making um, custard cones? Go, just go do it. Go, uh, 
Although I'm supposed to be doing the vegan thing. So uh, make dairy-free custard cones. You know what? I'd fucking, I'd have that. Hey, out there, listen, if that's what you feel like doing, please do that. And then let me know. I could use me a goddamn custard cone. I miss, I miss some, some of the dairy. I miss some of the ice cream. Sorbet is good. Don't get me wrong. Sorbet is good. My wife got me all friggin' jazzed up one day, and she said uh, McDonald's, their ice cream, and it has no dairy in it. And I was like, oh, then we're just eating that all the time. And, of course, it has dairy in it. I don't know where she – she just assumed she heard some rumor because it's so unhealthy that it's made of plastic or some shit. Anyway, man, what an idiot. Huh? What a blind, asthmatic idiot. That, that's, uh, that's how I'm going to end my <laughs> Valentine's Day uh, podcast. By insulting my wife, of course, if her friends or family, or God forbid, she listening. I'm just kidding. Sarah, you're my valentine. I love you. Okay? Remember that. Remember. All right, I got to go wake up this baby now. Nap time is over. Got to get the little blue demon. So uh, thanks for listening once again. Um, I'll post this. And uh, that's it. See you again. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's. That was also on 30 Rock, in case you didn't know. So funny. Okay, later on.